Coming up, we're going to talk all about Halloween Horror Nights 30 on this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode. This is a big one. This is the granddaddy of them all. This is the one that you've been waiting for. It is our Halloween Horror Nights 30 breakdown all about what we thought about the event. I'm very excited to uh, share our thoughts with you because, hey, we really miss being able to do this last year. It's been a long time since we've Mm -hmm. gotten to, to go in depth on Halloween Horror Nights. I know, granted, yeah, we talk about it every single week throughout the entire year, but not about the actual experience of being there. So uh, we're going to get to that in a second. But first, I need to tell you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Okay, Halloween Horror Nights 30 kicked off last Friday night on September 3rd. And uh, it was a bit of a a short weekend, actually. Um, You know, uh, the event kicked off on Friday night. It was rainy for the start of it. And then Saturday night fared a lot better. Uh, But then no Sunday for the event this first week. There was not one on Sunday. So uh, unfortunately, I wanted to mention that right up front to preface that uh, my thoughts are purely based on the media tour that we got to do, which is an RIP tour, essentially, of the event. We get a little bit of media stuff in the beginning, but uh, we, we get to go on an RIP tour where we are able to film all of the houses as well, too. Uh, I suffered a little bit of an injury uh, a week or so back that uh, my knee is still completely black and blue and makes it very difficult to walk. So I was in so much pain after doing a Ratatouille media event all morning, filming a live stream in the afternoon at our studio, and then also doing Halloween Horror Nights until after 1 a.m. that I did not have enough to go back in on Saturday. I had no fuel in the tanks, and I was I was exporting videos all day trying to get our videos up from the event. So unfortunately, my experience is all going to boil down to that one single night uh, that I got to be a part of a free tour uh, that also included uh, free alcohol as well, too, Mm -hmm. which always Mm -hmm. puts you in a good spirit. So uh, consider that as we're talking about it. I'm not uh, this isn't a review of the the actual tour. This is a review of the houses, which, you know, Rhino and I are both frequent fear pass holders that we paid for, uh, you know, outside universal didn't give us that. Uh, so as we talk about the houses and the event, as we go on throughout the Halloween season, you know, keep in, keep in mind our, our, I'm sure our thoughts from this show, uh, will change throughout the entire season. So that's why we usually try to recap it right at the end, what our final thoughts were on it. So I, in uh, part of that with this too, is we did not actually even on that media tour night, we didn't go through one of the scare zones. We missed the Crypt TV scare zone in San Francisco. Uh, so I won't have any opinions on that. I'll have to ask Rhino his thoughts about it. And uh, I tried to watch some of Crypt TV and had 
endless struggles to get through it. So I assume that Rhino is not going to have pleasant things to say about that scare zone. Uh, but overall, Rhino, what was your what's your your standpoint as of right now after the first weekend being over? What's your standpoint on this year's event? 30th I, anniversary. I mean, I enjoy it. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a bad event at all. I it's I I don't think this one will hold uh quite as special a place in my heart as the 2019 event did cuz I was I was at that event like every every night. But I was obsessed with like the Lagoon show and stuff like that that year. I think that I will return to this event multiple times because not only because we have that pass but also because I want to. That's why I have the It no. wasn't like I bought the pass and went we went to the event and then was like, "Oh no." It was like cuz cuz we don't get reimbursed for that. That's out of our own pocket. So yeah. I I um I am I'm still happy. Like at first I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to end up coming as much." But then when I went that second night, I was like, "No, I'm happy I have my pass cuz I I got the one that included through Friday, the Frequent Fear Plus." So, I'm happy I got the plus, I think. So, yeah. I enjoy it. I it's one of those things where I don't think I have enough experience at the event yet to really qualify it in terms of where it where it goes for me, but yeah, this is the first year since I've been covering Halloween horror nights like this. With regularly I've been covering it since 2014 now. This is the first year where I'm kind of at a loss with how I feel about most of the houses. Uh, you know, 2019, 2018, I feel like I left the event saying not only am I super excited about what I experienced, but I also know like these ones were my favorites and this one, you know, right. It's definitely at the bottom of the list. And then the middle, we'll see where that all kind of ends up. And my, I, my standpoint on it as, as the event, you know, was winding down on Friday night and we were finishing up, I was, I was struggling and I, I still am struggling uh, to decide like, where I actually stand on most of the event. Like overall, I cannot wait to get back and and see more and see some of my favorite houses over and over again. And I I just, you know, and now it's just about actually getting to the weekends so <laughs> I can be able to go back and experience it all over again. But I wasn't instantly hooked into this event as much as I was hoping for, especially because it's the 30th anniversary event. So you're hoping, you're hoping that it's an epic year that lives up with the number that they attach to it. And uh, I don't think that's, I don't think that's because of any of the scare actors or the, the, the vinyl that they've added inside the houses or the, any of the style of the event. I don't think it's about that. I just think it's about, uh, it's about a, how you time, going through the houses and B it's also about just, will the houses at all connect with you? Like, uh, you know, it's it, the Texas chainsaw massacre house. Rhino and I both talked about that before the event, that it wasn't high on our list of what our, what we were hyped for. And while I, we got through it and I thought it was a perfectly fine house. Uh, I, it still, it didn't leave me blown away. It was exactly what I expected from it. And, not not much more and it's a house that i will redo again but i'm just i'm not passionate about the texas chainsaw massacre not a i'm not a big leather face fan it's just it's not it's not me 
but that doesn't mean it's a bad house. And it was actually, you know, watching back video on it, it was actually a really good run through that we had. We had a lot of Leatherface moments with it, but uh, that house didn't that house didn't necessarily connect with me. So the breakdown of the houses again, uh, if you didn't pay attention to our other shows with it, we had four intellectual property houses and then six originals. The four intellectual property houses were Beetlejuice, which is returning from last year's uh, last year's Halloween event that they put on in 2020, technically only for the, the two days that it was open. Uh, actually, I should say with Beetlejuice, it wasn't part of the full thing. Just just right there at that last weekend, it was open. And then you have The Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix series that Rhino still hasn't watched a single episode of. No, I will. You even had all day Sunday, but no. I went through the house again, and I was like, I can't handle. I was like, if I go through the house too many times, I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna start putting the pieces together. Yeah. So I'm like, I gotta watch it before start. it ruins it. Oh, gosh, Rhino, just start watching the show already. Do it for me, please. If nothing, do it for me. Uh, <laughs> Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House. Then we also have Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, and the aforementioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those are intellectual property houses. And then the original houses include HHN Icons, Captured. <laughs> I forgot what was it. Captured. The, yeah. Quotations with it for you a did, second. You pulled a Denny there. Yeah. Uh, they, they, really, that was a hard stop on there. HHN Icons, Captured. Then Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Then we have Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. We have Puppet Theater, Captive Audience, The Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin, and Case Files Unearthed, colon, Legendary Truth. Uh, It blows me away that with the exception of Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, every single other original house has a second title to the front of it, which I I get like in the case of having like sequels and sorts, like it's sometimes nice, but like, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's just a lot of these names are really long. Yeah. I always find them to be a little pretentious to be honest, because it's like, why does everything have to be like, blah, blah, blah. Well, this, this, that, 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 that. And I'm like, okay, I got it. Haunted house. All I needed was a name. You could have just called it pumpkin and I would have went in. Yeah, it, like, it didn't need to be Realm of the Pumpkin. Yeah. Or it could have been Wicked Growth. Just Wicked yeah, Growth by itself or, or Realm of the Pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a Realm of the Pumpkin house, separate house. Wicked Growth, separate house. Sure, I don't need both. I don't need it in one thing. Who was? You think they were in a meeting and like, not enough words. Not enough words. If it can't... If too many of the houses can fit on a shirt, we can't make multiple shirts. It very well could be. Very well could be. Uh, I mean, this, the, this of course, is the most minor of complaints with it. It's more us just goofing it's off like here. Realm of the Pumpkin, <laughs> Wicked Growth. It had its thing, the farmer planted a seed in the deadliest of night, too. I know. Part two. Listen, I thought the same thing with puppet theater. It's like that you already sold me on there. This is a a theater full of puppets, and that was captive audience. It's like, okay, well, I mean, I figured that was going to be the twist anyway. Yeah, like... (laughs) I, that that one doesn't make as much sense as the other ones either. That's the part where you're like, wait, was there another puppet theater? Am I in the sequel? Like, I don't, I don't. Or understand. is there a, is there a version of puppet theater where like, I'm not a, an audience member being held like captive? Passive audience, <laughs> like, no, free, free audience, oh, free audience, free audience. Yeah, it's the sequel to Free Guy, puppet theater. That would actually, I think, be the sequel house, and this one we're held captive, and then we get to escape for the sequel. That's the trilogy. 
You've just proposed the trilogy of haunted houses. Yeah. <laughs> the puppet theater trilogy coming yeah. soon to a Halloween. Dangling to a theater you. near you. <laughs> okay. Well, now we've spent officially more time talking about the naming of the houses. Something you think we would have talked about in our episodes leading up to the event rather than choosing to talk about it in the moment that we're talking about the event. But uh, and then in terms of the scare zones, we have five different scare zones. You have the 30 years, 30 fears scare zone when you walk right in that you think would be filled with Halloween Horror Nights icons, and there's not. Then <laughs> you go into New York, you have Seek and Destroy. In San Francisco, you have you have Crypt TV. In Central Park, you have Gorewood Forest. And then in Hollywood, you have Lights, Camera, Action, Eddie's Revenge. Which is really, which is really where the anniversary scare zone is. Because that's the one where I was like... I. I know the they they the whole story is supposed to be that that's like Jack's cousin, right? It's like brother, brother is filming yeah. a movie and the movie's real. But then you're like, no, because the girl from Trick or Treat is wandering around and she's not in that movie. And like, and there is all these other th- like Vamp Fifty Five has a little spot. There's like Invasion. little nods to other stuff, I guess. And I was like, I mean, it's fine. It's one of the I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a weird. It was a weird scare zone. I did not expect to see so many different yeah. characters roaming. I, yeah, it's a, we'll get to we'll I I, when, I don't know the order that we should talk about all this know. stuff in. But then we have the two shows as well oh, yeah. too. You have uh, we have the marathon of mayhem lagoon show as well as no it's got a it's got a long name i know you are, I you are abbreviating i too much. abbreviated because it is marathon of mayhem and then uh carnage carnage, carnage um, i don't know carnage unleashed you you have the computer in front of you i'm gonna have it to, just uh, says my ranking i wrote lagoon <laughs> can you please look up the name because i also can't remember the name for the stage show either and fire I don't, uh, <laughs> what i would have called it firebox and lagoon show Marathon of Mayhem. Not necessarily the best name, so I think we need to find someone. Carnage Factory. Carnage Factory. This is a factory okay. of Carnage. And yes. Then, yes. I, I can't even begin to know what the name of the other show is. I mean, I would recommend HalloweenHorrorNights.com. Horror Nights Shows. This is how the spaghetti gets made. This one says the Osbournes. Oh my god! Why? Like, are we talking about me? I really, I literally, I'm not even kidding you. Halloween Horror Nights shows, and the first two things, like, it's a picture: the Osbournes, Night of Terror, 2020 on Hulu, or Halloween is Grinch Night. Those are my two options from 1977. Now I'm on the official website. Yeah, I was gonna say I just pulled up the app in the meantime. I can look it up and hopefully I get to it before you. Halloween Nightmare Fuel. Halloween Nightmare, Nightmare fuel. fuel. Oh, the fuel makes yeah. sense because of the fire. And then, of course, Marathon of Mayhem, Carnage Factory, as you previously mentioned. And that's our full lineup. Uh, so I Rhino did his ranking list. But as we already said, Rhino got to go back again on Saturday night. So he got and to re a couple I only did five of, of the houses the second night. Yeah. So that's why I'm like... It's not, it's not finalized yet. Yeah. So I honestly, I'm just going to say up front, I do not have a, a ranking list as of this current time. I do have, I, I have my top three that I feel really confident about. And the rest I'm going to, uh, I'm going to kind of, you know, I'll let Rhino go through his ranking list and I'll share thoughts along the way with it as well, too. Um, and our, our top three, though, is the exact same. So that's 
that's easy enough to uh, kind of get on the same bandwagon with. We have things in different places with that, but uh, in terms of in terms of everything else, I, I have thoughts, but I nothing definitive as of right now, which is what I was saying before. This is the first time I've gone through this event where I'm not like I'm not. It's not instantly recognizable to me of what order I would put everything in and you know i actually like that too because it means i need to go back and do it a lot more to really see where everything starts falling in and again it's not because of the quality of the event the scares were there houses are beautiful i just need to i need to do it more i need to do it a lot more but rhino kind of take us through your list a little bit what did you have what did you have on your very bottom what was the least welcome to scary is my bottom is the very bottom of the list because, and you you said it too to me earlier, is that I don't you think we didn't have a very good walkthrough because no. I felt like the house was empty when I went through, not set wise, just like I was like there were no characters. Yeah. I think that's also like the first house we did, it and was I not. was like, oh, what? No, it was not. No, it was the, the first house we did was Case Files Unearthed. That's legendary right. truth. Um, Scary. We did. I believe we did immediately after nightmare fuel which we have thoughts on that and i feel like that also may have impacted our experience going through welcome to scary yeah so that's why i'm like i gotta give it another try it was literally like that next night it was the option to be like oh do we want to go in that and i was like maybe later and then i didn't yeah Uh, so uh, it it got a long line i was like i'm not waiting 45 minutes for this house if it has a 20 minute wait i'll go in but i i was i was like judging on that one walkthrough alone. Uh, I I do feel like if you are really into the lore of Halloween Horror Nights, just like we expected this house to be, you know, it takes place in the town of Cary, Ohio, and features a lot of past Horror Nights uh, imagery that's being used into it. Uh, I, I feel like if you are huge on the background of Halloween Horror Nights, you will get so much out of this house. But uh, it wasn't, it didn't set up the story as much as I was expecting mm. for people that don't know a lot about it. So like I, and I feel like I'm half studied on it, but there was still moments in the house where I was, it wasn't like quite clicking with me on what it was. And a lot I had to watch back in the video. So like uh, Cindy Crane, was one of uh, I, I didn't notice her in the house the first time, but then spotted her. I don't know who that is? Uh, yeah, that's again. It's like if you don't know the background, then you you wouldn't know a lot of these characters and stuff. But I've talked about HR Blood and Guts a lot, and mm-hmm. like they featured him in a little section where they had the little TV that showed but HR he's Blood in another and Another house too. Uh, was he in another house too? I. I thought, don't remember oh, maybe, that. Maybe I'm just merging them together in my head. Because I do remember in a house, very specifically, getting to a part where he yelled. It's the one character that came out and was like, I'm HR Blood and Guts. And I was like, oh, cool. I remember this house. Yeah. No, like, that, w- that was in Welcome to Scary. You had HR Blood oh, okay. and Guts okay. in his section. And uh, also in that house was, you know, they the had... Yeah, and, uh, and the other one I was going to mention specifically were the, the Meats, 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 Sam Meats. Yeah, I don't remember what that was from. I only, so I knew that because they used to show in, I want to say the Shrek queue years ago, they would show, because Mike Aiello, one of the creative directors at Universal, he played the the butcher character and they would show it, they would show the old videos that they shot way back then. And they also showed it in the house too. So uh, 
this is the long way of me saying, as I've already stated once, which I don't need to repeat this, but it's like if you know the past of Halloween Horror Nights and you've been visiting for years and years and years, I think you would get a kick out of this house. But if you're not as experienced in it, I think there's a lot of confusion. And then with our timing on it, we had pretty horrendous timing. Yeah. So I that's why, for me, it's one of the houses that I can't wait to redo because I want to give it a better a better chance. Um, it's just it wasn't it wasn't great on our one run through that we had for it. Yeah, that's I'm trying to be open minded about it. But the next one up on that list is Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the same reasons you already said. It was like I I we had a better run through than scary, and so and it was it reminded me. Honestly, I can't remember now because I know I've gone to Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Hollywood as well. And I think that it reminded me of that where you like enter sideways through the building or whatever. Like you're on the front porch of the house or something. But it was um, it was fine. It was one of those where I was like, I just don't I don't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, yeah, I'm I, I would definitely put it probably somewhere close to the bottom of the list. And. Again, it has nothing to do with the scare actors where were no. in there. I I think it just has to do with in a year. Like, look at this list. In a year of a very interesting list, I'm going to say, it seems like the one house yeah. where it was like the easy choice. Yeah. And I don't believe I had it at the bottom of my hype list, which I said I would write down both of ours so we would remember I have exactly. Mine written down from this time, too. <laughs> um, I'm going to pull. That's on your other computer. That yeah, but my notes should be shared to this because well. I had I had Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the bottom of my my list. You did, and I had Revenge of the Tooth Fairy at the bottom of my list. And I would say I would say I'd actually put Texas I as had my to Scary my as my number four, and I had what Welcome to Scary now. as my number three. Yeah. So I had it very high up. I don't know if I would necessarily put Welcome to Scary as my number ten with that. I. I still enjoyed it. Like the HR blood and guts scene made it all for me, but that's we'll see. that was one of my favorite houses ever at Halloween Horror Nights. And I got the UO AP shirt that has like the best houses of the past. Yeah, they used to play years. the blood and guts. The video was on the yep. side. The the when they used to project it on the side of that building. Oh yeah, and no, it was amazing. There was a, we watched it for there was like a holiday show, right, or something. One, one year it was like a holiday. Like it was a, a house. It was. A holiday house, and you walk through the different holidays yes, that were part it, of. Yes, because there was a Thanksgiving with a murdering pilgrim and everything. Yep. Yes, and yes. There was Arbor Day. There was a giant tree that yes. would run out at you. It was. What it was year amazing. was that? Was that was 2011. That was 2011. No, it was not. Yeah, they did. They sh- had a small section, if I remember, in the 2015 house. Okay, that's got to be what I remember then, because yeah. I'm like, I mean, I I think I did go in 20, 2011, but I only would have gone into like two houses. Yeah, maybe that was one of them. I don't know. Yeah. Because I was too scared back then. It, it, it was incredible. Was so person. yeah, I would put Texas at the bottom right now, and Welcome is a little bit higher up. But Texas for me, it's I'll, I will do it again, but it's not. I'm not rushing back to do it. It'll it'll probably be like once every couple times around. But what did you have next on yours, Ryan? Um, so this one I think is lower right now, but will rise up because I liked it, but I ultimately didn't think the scares were really there. And that was case files, which I really enjoy the actual, the absurdity of the actual story they're telling and how it does go through that noir thing. And I think that is the coolest thing in the world. And like, I love the projection of the octopus and the fact that they have a lounge singer that is actually 
singing in there is not it's not pre-recorded music she's actually performing is really crazy and cool Mm -hmm. but ultimately i felt a little let down in terms of like the scary moments i didn't i didn't really think there was and i i'm somebody who literally gets scared from someone just walking out in front of me so like i felt like there was very little i don't know i know we walked through twice but I will say my my walkthroughs have been progressively better. Like the first time we went through, there wasn't a lounge singer. The second time, there were the cat people, and the lounge singer was in there. And then the time I went through on Saturday, it was even better. So I, I'm like, it'll. I think this one will ultimately rise up higher in the list yeah. for me. But it, whereas I, this is close to breaking my top three. We, as Rhino said, we went through it twice on Friday. The first time we went through. It was not good at all. It was it was a rough walk through, but uh, we had extra time and asked our our guide. He asked us if there was any ones that we'd want to do again, and I spoke up and said said case files unearthed, and so we got to go back and do it. And the second run through was completely night and day difference. It was just so much more filled out. And after we left case files you know he he made sure to take our group around the areas and point out like in new york how the boris schuster window was there which there was a lot of people in our group who never had noticed it before in new york and then right across the street from that uh next to the the awesome the memorabilia shop uh that's where the the kitty cat club is and so like it really painted the picture then for how they translated yeah. part of that street into the house and to me this this reminded me of like odes of like uh of stranger things where it's a lot of like oh we'll have gunfire and and mm-hmm. such to kind of give you the scare uh, characters firing guns at other things which that doesn't necessarily scare me but uh, just a beautifully designed house and yeah. really looking at all the details on the wall like uh notes about the different books is, as you're like walking through and I love the entrance that. too where he's like yeah. telling the story when you're walking in it's, he's like recounting what happened yeah. Or no, because it's a guy trying to figure out the story of what happened. So you start like now and then go backwards yeah. in time, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, I think it's one of those houses that it can't be done just once to do it justice. Yeah. I think it needs to, it needs to be seen a lot. And I, I think it's going to pay off and it's going to be a lot of people's favorite by the end of the event. I do want to preface that really just Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Scary were the only two houses that I was like let down by, like that I have kind of a eh feeling toward. The rest, I'm all like, yes, like... Well, I mean, I mean the positive. I would say we've already switched into the positive for me. Yeah, and I, I, I will also jump in into and say that you know my feelings going through Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and Universal Monsters: Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, I, we did it so many times last year that now experiencing it as part of the event. It just you know it. I still love those houses, yeah. but I definitely did leave those being like, ah, you know, we did them so much that they didn't pop out to me as as much as they did last year with it so but there's still if you didn't experience anything last year i think revenge of the tooth fairy i think that is a great house and uh the bride of frankenstein lives is also a solid it's right solid in the middle but revenge of the tooth fairy is i I, there's just something about that house especially that opening facade so detailed i i really really enjoy it but uh continuing on your list um, I have puppet theater next because okay. I did actually, I think we had a pretty good walkthrough of it and I enjoyed it, but it's, 
It is ultimately one of those houses where I st- I I think there was a couple of things like I really like. There's like little marionettes that are moving by themselves in the house. I think that's mm-hmm. cool. And like, I don't know. And I had a good walk through the other night of it. So I was like, puppet theater. I think I, I don't know that that one's one where I'm like, I think Case Files is obviously going to rise above that. I just think this was. I made this list actually before I did the event again on Saturday. So this is my Friday night okay. listing. Yeah, I puppet theater. I thought, again, it was heavily detailed, like the original houses are. And I I think it just comes down to aesthetics. And I don't know if I necessarily care about puppets. I don't think I'm afraid of puppets. Not that I need to be afraid of it, but like the, it, it, you know, it had the, the theater is left in ruins and the puppets are still there and taking you captive in it and i don't i don't know something about it didn't aesthetically click with me but there were some good scares and again there's a lot of details in there so i think this is going to be another house that like that really starts to grow on me yeah as as we go on right now it's kind of uh it, it, it's kind of one of those ones where as, after friday night i was like yeah i'm not as excited to go back through it i felt like we had a decent enough run the first time through and definitely missed some things but i don't need to rush back to it like some of the other houses but uh it's still it is well done very well done um i next have tooth fairy and then frankenstein yeah because i i do i like i like the iconography of walking through the the Bride of Frankenstein. I also like that the house is essentially a black and white house, which is interesting because it's not really, but it's like that. Like everything is in that same tone, which is really interesting. And like, I don't know. I think it's cool. It is. I, 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 I of course, Frankenstein is my favorite of the the classic monsters. Frankenstein's monster is my favorite. I love the Bride of Frankenstein, the movie. So having a sequel that takes place directly after, in terms of a house, is really really neat. Uh, I feel like I had the problems that I had with the house this year were similar to the last year. It just felt like they needed more characters inside. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I that felt like that again. Yeah. And I didn't revenge of the tooth fairy beat for beat. Every single character that was in there last year was in the house this year. I didn't and I remember, hit them all. I didn't remember the, the one, the, the one character who had the dental drill. I didn't remember them. I didn't remember it, but I'm, but in terms of, there was nothing missing from any of the areas that yes, yeah, that yeah. I went through with there. Whereas, uh, where the Bride of Frankenstein lives, I feel like the final weekend that we did it, I felt like they maybe had a couple extra uh, characters in that kind of filled it out a little more. Yeah. That could be all just no, made I, up in I, my I, head. I know, but I know the feeling you're talking about. Yeah, it just felt a little. It felt a little empty with it, but I mean, the moments in Bride of Frankenstein lives that that hit still hit, and like they had oh the one that uh, there's there's a part where someone of course flies at you, which I always love those moments as I well missed too. It both times I gone through this weekend, yeah, and so. that was I I knew that you missed it because I believe you were two people behind me going through, and I got it right on. Yeah, because I coming think the at person me. behind you yelled, and so I was like, oh, I know that thing's not going to work now. Mm-hmm. That's always the bummer about it. it was, again, with all of this, it's our minds will change on these because it all comes down to timing with it. But where where are we at? We're at bordering on number one, four? Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So I am on, yeah, four, which is Hill House. 
and I haven't even seen a single episode of it. But I thought the house was good. I thought it was creepy. I, I like, I like a house. It was like I knew just enough to be like, okay, I could piece together enough. Like, I mean, it's a house. It's a scary looking house, and I love a house when you enter from the outside and someone's shouting about seeing somebody in a window, and then going through and seeing all the creepy ghosts was cool. And so I, I didn't really know what to expect. So I was like, Ugh. like, I don't know. I thought it was fine, but I don't, in no way did I, do I feel like I spoiled anything from the story because I do not, I do not know that it was coherently no. told. It was, me, so. it was, well, the house is not coherently told, which I think is fine because really with how the episodes play out, it would be kind of hard to tell the story of the show Yeah, in the house. It really like, it starts when it starts when things are going wrong, but it kind of takes the moments in the show when things are going wrong, it kind of just blends them all together. So there is ghosts that are popping up that might not even have appearances like in the same moments necessarily as translated in the show. Uh, so there's definitely there's a lot of liberty taken with the house. But you know what? They they promised that certain characters and, and moments would be in the house and and they actually did deliver with it. And uh, yeah, I know on on the on the Friday night that we went, our our walk through this was actually not very well timed at all. We we had a uh, we had a rough time going through, and I, I struggled on this one putting our video together because, uh, like you know, just saying what was talked about in the press release, not even going into details about the show, like the bent neck lady is such an important part of it and in the artwork for the house too. And like, she's like literally projected. You're staring at it the whole time while you're waiting in line. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, okay, bent neck lady, I know it's going to be big in there. And there was literally like, I couldn't, I couldn't capture her at all. I, I got, I got frames of her captured in video really quickly, but I, I, it just, it all came down to I just I didn't really see a lot, and I know there's one part where like I wasn't looking up in the right place in that house, but you know I love that show so much, and I I don't I had a certain idea for how the house was going to be translated in my mind, and it didn't do it in that way, but I think it's still really well done. So while it was at number one on my list, I don't think it's, it definitely is not going to end the event at number one, but it's still going to be probably top five for me. Yeah. Number two from, or number three for me was, was Halloween Horror Nights icons. Actually. I thought that was good. That one might end up dropping a little bit lower. I think in the list for me, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet, but I think that we had like a good run through the first time we did it. Well, we did it twice. Yes. And I think it was the second run through. Maybe it was good. Well, one of them was good. But I just, I even like not being fully invested in Halloween Horror Nights icons or anything like that. I loved the director's part of the house. Like I loved when you, there's a part in the house where you go and there's a guy at a candy counter. And he like right up like points and reaches and then like that's what the usher then you, oh that's the usher yeah. okay and then you're in the movie theater and he's like stabbing the guy who's talking during the movie or whatever and I was flashlight yeah and I was like I I loved that and I loved how much it smelled like popcorn in there but one of my favorite little nods is the posters because there's the Yeti yeah. the Yeti posters on there and then I liked the director scene too because it was creepy where he has got the camera and flashes yeah. you with the light and then I love the idea that it. The ending changes based on who is sitting in the throne. Well, I've only seen the director, so I haven't seen anybody else sitting up there. But it was cool because yeah. we were filming him and him doing this 
thing to us while we were filming yeah, and i he was, was like oh, that was fun he was framing us up and yeah i i watched uh you know where you never know who you're going to get with the ending moment someone is always going to be different on the throne we literally went back to back within minutes of each of our times through so they didn't have a cast change in between so it was it was the director both times but you know i saw i saw other people's uh uh, other groups that were there, I watched their videos on as well, too, to see what they saw inside the houses, just because I always like to compare versus our experience through, because uh, they really split up our groups a lot differently this year. Uh, it, it, usually it's like everyone who wants to film video inside the house is all stuck together in one group. But this year, everything was so spread out that we all got such different experiences. Uh, and it's been cool to kind of watch what everyone else got. But, uh, you know, I saw... You know, I, I did see like some people had um, some people also had I want to say caretaker was up there and I didn't see anyone. Maybe I saw one post with Jack on there as well, too. But I mean, yeah, all the icons, it, it, you don't know who's actually going to end up in there. But I, it delivered for me in terms of each of the icons had clearly had their own section that was nice and, and dedicated to them and and. It, I don't think you can ask for anything more than that in, in that circumstance. Like it was clear whose section that you were in at each time. It told told the story, told the backstory behind the character. So it gave you that more insight. And then right at the end, it unleashed with you don't know who which characters you're going to see. And, you know, you get some up close time with Jack, which that's nice, too, because, uh, you know, this, this, it's the place where you're guaranteed this year to see Jack. Uh, otherwise, He's literally roaming around the parks, something that we should have mentioned earlier. I mean, I hope it, it continues. And yeah, uh, there was just an opening night thing. Yeah, I, I th I'm pretty sure that's how they're handling it for all of this year, that Jack's going to be lit when they said leading up to the event that you never know where Jack's going to pop up. And we thought that that was just them not wanting to share where Jack was going to be at. Yeah. Then come to find on Friday night. He's on the stage in front of E.T. Adventure and Kid Zone, and then popping up in between the sound stages, screaming at people while they're in lines, and just literally bouncing all around the park. I wonder if he showed up in houses, because they, they they made it sound like he was just going to appear in some houses too. So I think that would be interesting. Yeah, that would. I mean, that would kind of take out the moment in some of the houses. Yeah. Like you don't want to see him standing next to Beetlejuice, just yeah. being like, "Oh, okay." You're there. But uh, I, I like how they handled that. So Icons for me, I think I think Icons for me was my number two house of all that we Well, my number two house, Beetlejuice. I know, because we thought it would be number one. But I loved it. I loved it. I, I don't think our walkthrough when we did it that night was as good as it could have been, though. I think we had a better walkthrough when we did it the year before. Um I'm hoping for better in the future because I feel like I missed almost all Beetlejuices when I walked through the house. But yeah. I love looking at the details in this house. I and that's another one. I I don't remember if you were in front of me or if I was in, I think front, I was of in you. front of you. Then okay. So then with where I was moving through, I saw all of them except for one, and it bummed me out because the one Beetlejuice I didn't get to see was one of the, our like standout ones last year with that, all the spikes. Yeah, 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 and that was the one that got you and Kylie like so good last year. I was and trying to walk slowly through that part too, hoping he would pop out because I didn't see him come out. But I literally, I my walkthrough was 
literally the Beatles just like closing the door behind yeah. him. It was I could see him go around the yeah. thing, and I was like, oh, I missed everything. Yeah, I had a I that one was rough because I don't know who was directly behind me, but they left a massive gap, and so when I turned around in that room and looked behind to see who was there, I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. I didn't get the scare, but I'm going to get someone on camera getting scared. Because every now and then I like that. I don't want just the mm-hmm. the moment happening. I want the reaction from the person. And it was one of those things. I don't know if it really translated on video, but we locked eyes with each other. And it clearly felt like I'm not coming out. I'm not going to. It's I yeah. Don't... It's weird how you get some who like, they're like, oh, the camera, I'm doing this. Yeah. And the other ones who are like, no, f you. I'm not yeah. doing it. But like, I you can feel it in the thing where they're like, probably some of them are like, you shouldn't be filming in here. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we have we were literally given permission by Universal Studios to do yeah. this because I don't know how many times I go through a house and literally the security guard will be like, no filming, and be like, then we have to tell the tour guide to be like, hey, and the tour guide is literally leading a group of ten people with cameras. Yeah. It's not just us. <laughs> Yeah, it's always always a bit weird with that. And uh, no, Beetlejuice though, it, I'm glad I'm glad we did it last year. It lived up to what I thought about it last year as well too. And cannot wait to do it more because even like the first time you get to see Beetlejuice in the house that he's interacting with everyone and talking to everyone, uh, we we t- barely we almost missed him completely just with the timing. Uh, the, cast changes and such but uh, we got to see them and i'm excited to go back and see more of beetlejuice i think it's definitely it's it's a fun house it's not super scary but if you love the movie then you're going to feel at home in the house but that leads us to our number one which we both agreed and i think everyone we talked to for a good amount a lot of people at icons is their top or case files and somewhere in there. Oh, but this one, this one, dude, this one. I think we had like the perfect walkthrough of the house, though, too. Like it was I good. agree. And what what is that to leave everyone in suspense? The wicked growth pumpkin realm of the pumpkin in the ground. Yeah, that's it. Realm of the pumpkin. Yep. I uh, every everything I wanted from this house and more took that twisted tradition, the overly done pumpkins put it inside a house where it blows up more. You add a pumpkin Lord into the mix. That we, is super epic. We didn't even walk through the regular entrance. We walked no. through, cause there's like, this was one of those houses where like where everybody else walks through and you take a left to go into the house. So like where the RIP tour is going is right at that left. So it's not like you're missing part of the scares, but I did do this again the yeah. other night. And the walkthrough was essentially, you are like going face forward into a pumpkin patch. Yeah. So it's all the pumpkins and then it narrows into what I call the pumpkin's butthole. But like, I know that's a gross description, <laughs> but it literally is what it looks like. And so it's like, you go right through and then go in. And I was like, oh man, I wish we had done this. Cause I, it was still daylight when yeah. I walked through on Saturday, but yeah. Yeah. It's always the, it's the house that's technically closest to men in black. Um, cause you have those, the two pop-up tents that are between men in black and Simpsons and the one that's on the, the left, that's closer to men in black. That one, if you do an RIP tour, you never get to see the facade of the house. So like whether it was, um, the one year that it was, uh, Halloween and it was the, the Myers house in front, like, you know, it's, you never, you always come in the backside and miss the nice facade moment. So something to keep in mind you're ever doing it if that's how you do rip tours all the time you might want to see if you can also uh, go in through the regular side so you can see that entrance every everywhere else you 
you get to see it like any guest would. But that's that one they always bring you in the backside and you miss those first moments with it. But yeah, this this was Halloween encapsulated in terms of like a pumpkin feel and a pumpkin patch feel with it. And it was gritty. It was detailed. It wasn't gross, though. I, I do want to say that it was gritty, but it wasn't gross. Uh, I just it, it blew me away. It, it smelled like pumpkin, yeah. like intense pumpkins the whole time. And when you see the pumpkin lord, too, I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I love this. Yeah. I honestly sitting here. I think I, I, I don't I still don't have the words for how much I enjoyed this house. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say besides I know the the visceral reaction, the gut feeling that I had walking out of this house was, the, oh, this is special. This the is pumpkin gut feeling. Yeah, it's <laughs> been I, I don't remember the last time that. I don't remember exactly. There's been other times where I've had that feeling about houses and original houses like uh, Lightning Gulch. I still love fondly in that way. And, you know, it's it, it happens from time to time. The oh God, what was the I can't the carnival <laughs> one, the theme park one. No, I can't remember the name of it. And I'm not even going to try to rename it and just bringing up Halloween imagery and icons would not help uh, get to it either. But, uh, you know, it's this this is a it's a special Talk about the one that was in the cornfield. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about, because that's the one where my earring got stuck in the dangling corn and it uh, pulled my head backwards and I had to be like, stop, like. Yeah, and get it out of my earring. Um, I mean, you've had that happen multiple years because well, that also I have happened. learned to cover my ear. <laughs> yeah. So I cover. So people think I'm like covering because it's too loud, and yeah. I'm just like, no, my earring has a gap in it. Yeah, because that also happened to you in Tomb of the Ancients. Oh my god, yeah. But no, I. This is a. It's a special. It's a special original house, and uh, it's very well done. And I think. I, I think this will be on a lot of people's number one list, and it's it's going to get busier and busier as it gets closer to Halloween with this one. But uh, Rhino, the scare zones. Um, I, I'm not well, we necessarily really to, rank them, but yeah, I didn't really get to experience them too well though, because that first night was raining so much. So like, yeah, I did go back and walk through. I think the one that's in Central Park is really cool. The effect they have on the trees. I love what they do yeah. with the trees every year in that. Then, in that Nick. area, but that was non-existent yeah. on that first night we walked through. There was like no characters in it. It was the second time we walked through. There okay. was a lot more, and that's of course Gorewood Forest that uh, takes its inspiration from the Terra Quintus, the yeah. Terra Queen, um, who you know, was out there when I walked through on Saturday. I saw her on Saturday for sure. She was also out okay. on um, on Friday as well too. Ever our group just blew past, and I was the one person who stopped and almost turned around and almost got lost because of it. But you know, I, I thought. You know, it had the same vibe that that scare zone always does. They load it up, and it's dark. It's uh, it it's got it's got of lots of fog and lots of lots of decor in there. But yeah, really, you never know when something's just going to poke out and and get at you. Um, my favorite scare zone, honestly, I I loved lights, camera, action, Eddie's Revenge because it did pull in a lot of those older uh, scare zones that that we know from past events, mm-hmm. and it really it. It did feel like the, it felt like the the tribute to past Halloween yeah. Horror Nights event, and I loved it. And the 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 characters were really roaming through there, uh, very well, and making sure that they yeah, were trying to scare as much as possible. There was a lot there, but I loved Seek and Destroy. That's it the is, alien one in in Hollywood, right? It, inside New York, yeah, New York. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I actually, it's weird. I don't even know why I like it. It's just no. so. It's so weird. <laughs> 
It's so bizarre. The costumes are weird. I don't understand the story, but I was like, I just kind of love this aesthetic that they've done here. It's so bizarre. Oh, yeah. No, that, I don't understand a single thing that was happening in there, but it's like, it is that like Daft Punk yeah, kind of yeah, it's uh, like, cyber yeah. post-apocalyptic. Like cyber yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah, no, it was just, and again, it was very much, it, while the costume design in this section leaves a lot to be desired because it is just a bunch of people wearing their costumes and helmets walking around, uh, it's not as it's not as enveloping as it is in Eddie's Revenge over in Hollywood, seeing all the different costumes and different takes in there. But there were so many characters in here when we were going through and, you know, chainsaws as well keeping it all hyped up. I I know some people just weren't really pleasantly surprised by this, but I I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed walking yeah. through there. I it, it took it was the one that was hardest for me to walk out because every time I turned my camera somewhere else I was like, "Oh, no, I need to follow that person because they're doing a really good job at scaring people and then I want to follow that one." And uh yeah, I I enjoyed that a lot. And I mentioned the 30 years 30 fears scare zone when you walk into uh when you walk into universal studios florida that's the one that is uh, between despicable me as well as as shrek and i i don't know i it's it, it's a great photo op when you come in and it gets you pumped up because there's fire and you see the arch that says halloween horror nights uh, but you know it's you're it's just something you pass through to get into the event really right. in my opinion and crypt tv rhino what'd you think yeah that's fine. It, it, that's where zone has become weird because it's like everybody is up on a stanchion or like a, a platform, and it's just like little vignettes of things. So I was like, I think that's their idea to help with congestion is yeah. to not have people like literally roaming, to have more of that to keep people away from them. And it's fine. Yeah, it's I, fine. I, it's I will. Fine. It's fine. I now watching, now watching the show. A little bit of the show. I could not make it through many episodes. I watched I watched a handful, so I've seen some of the monsters. So I will appreciate seeing them at Halloween Horror Nights. But I also, I don't there was nothing. When I was watching them, I wasn't saying like, oh my gosh, you know what I need? I need a house that takes vignettes of all these yeah. moments and put them, puts them together. I didn't. I didn't feel that way at all about it. So I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of a bummer. It, we didn't uh, like I the two lagoon shows, uh, the two shows yet. We didn't. That's the last thing on the list with it. And with that, again, we have Marathon of Mayhem, Carnage Factory, the Lagoon Show, as well as <laughs> Nightmare Fuel. What's the yeah. name again? Halloween Nightmare Fuel, Horror Nightmare Fuel, Horror Nightmare Fuel. Something. I'll, I'll get that name. Yeah. Uh, tell me your thoughts. Um, I didn't. I. The Lagoon Show, I, I would be like, it's not bad. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's not for me. It's not for, last year. Like it was, it resonated with me in such a way where like I just loved the music. I basically loved all the properties represented, and it. it was fun. But last year, it had that. It was supposed to be this like sleepover, you know, kids sleepover kind of feel to it or whatever. You know, when you're a little kid and you watch a movie you weren't supposed to like. And I loved the soundtrack so much last year. This one is is much more returned to that like. I don't want to say Rob Zombie, like, but that like 
fire and metal sound that that yeah. that like saws fire metal you know dark uh, like that sort of a thing that's the vibe i feel like for this year and so like it's fine i respect that because that is historically like feel like some of the halloween horror nights feel to it but it's not a thing I'm going to go out of the way to watch again. Whereas last time I was there, like every night I was there, I would go over to watch the Lagoon show. It was a must. Like, yeah. and so um, it's it's whatever. the The other show, the Nightmare Fuel show, though, was essentially that same show from last year, but so much less of it. Um, it was mostly fire twirlers and aerial aerialists. Not. Just aerialists. Okay. What was aerialists? You said areola. Areolas. Areola with us. Aerialist. I want to stop you on that one though. Uh, it's it's different from Academy of Villains. Can it's not completely different in the sense. Well, I mean, that- I mean, I mean in the, yeah, it's not Academy of Villains or anything like that. I just meant in terms of like the show and the story reminded me a lot of the show from last year because the last year was like. I very distinctly remember like a shot where the guy was in the bed and it was like a nightmare and he becomes the wolf or whatever. And like, I liked the show last year, last time, but, um, but this one, it wasn't that it was bad. It's just one of those shows where I'm like, this should have been out. If you could rip the stadium seats out and just have them perform the show and have people like walk up and stand and watch it. I think that would be a more optimum. Like it involves yes. too much time in the process of trying to get in to see it, watch it and go to me. It's not, it's a stand and watch show. It's not a sit in yeah. and watch. It. I'm not trying to discount anybody's talent either. Like the people who did it are clearly very talented. Oh, no, these, the aerialists, I, we, my wife and I have a friend who does uh, aerialist work and I know how much t- effort and risk that they put into it. What they are doing in this show is amazing. The fire performers, any anytime you're messing with fire, you are messing with fire, and they are so impressive. But for me, it's just it's the whole process of the load in process, yeah. and then sit, and then wait for it, and then you know, and it, it's a lot with it. And I feel like you start to get drained, especially on a night where you're constantly moving to then sit. It, 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 it to me it pulls the mood down. Yeah, and. Yeah, cram- it's. I think you said it perfectly with the sitting. It's the mm. then you sit and then you realize how much you've walked and you're like, oops. Like- yeah. And I, there's a lot of people that I've been following on Twitter who are saying this is one of the best or the best shows that Universal has ever been put together uh, for Halloween Horror Nights. And while I don't agree with it, again, I think it's worth seeing and it's worth. Yeah. It's worth watching these performers do their thing yeah. because they don't. When you're a fire performer and aerialist, you don't have a lot of opportunities to show off your craft. And so if we can if we can keep having them work every year in a way, I will support watching it. But it's to me, it just I, I wish there was a better way to do these yeah. shows that I, I know it's hard because you could also without congesting things and crowding people up too much, you can only have so many people stand and watch a stage. But well, that's the, it's it's just one of those where it's like I think it's worth seeing, but I don't. It's not an every night thing for me, no. obviously. And like, it's like what you said. Like, I ended up having to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah. I and I asked the guy like right when we sat down, I'm like, can I go and come back in? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, how long is the show? But and like then I'm like, okay, what's well, this long? And I'm like, all right, it'll be fine. But then I'm stuck at the end yeah. because you can't get out. And we were toward the top of the stadium, so I was just like, this is my nightmare yeah. now. I will say though. There's two illusions in it that were very well done. 
that I loved. And I was bummed. We were, you were not allowed to do photos or videos inside the show. Uh, we were allowed to do stuff because we were there with media, but only for that night. Um, I was bummed because one of the illusions, I, the person sitting in front of me, I should have moved seats. He was so tall and he was sitting straight up. And so it blocked one of them. And I was like, oh, I, I really remember one of them. I can't remember the other one. Uh, well, the the first the one, one was in the bed. They both were. They both were. I remember the one at the end. Yeah. And the one in the beginning, I think you were also probably blocked by yeah, the person I... who was in front of me. I, I caught the right side of it and I'm not including it in anything because it's not a clear shot of it. But it was it was cool. It was cool. I'll okay. tell you off air what it okay, was. But okay. uh, for the Lagoon show, I'll just mention my thoughts on this. I feel the same way about it as uh, Halloween Nightmare Fuel. I will probably go see it once a week, maybe once every other week throughout the season. But yeah, for me, it was I loved I loved the feel of the show and the music with it. But it didn't have that same hook as Rhino mentioned. I didn't, with I didn't the, think it did the projections as good either on the on the back walls. I didn't think uh, they served it as much as the. As like when the Ghostbuster, like when it became the firehouse and the Ghostbusters went across the back and stuff. I don't, I just don't remember as much happening in that terms of that. No. So maybe I just do need to see it again. Yeah, I, I, I think it also with the show, it just comes down to uh, what 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 properties resonate yes, more with I think you. That's part and of it too. with this one, you know, icons, monsters in there. I, I it just it it's a different show than the last one and. I, I think last time around it was a little bit more catchier, but that doesn't that to me doesn't take away from this show. I still right. like the show, uh, but it's it to me it really isn't like the last time around. It was I know I'm only going to have a limited time to see this show. It's probably never going to be back again. And with this one, when it when Halloween Horror Nights ends and I never see it again, I'm still going to go back and be like, yeah, you remember the show in 2019. <laughs> So yeah, it's, I, I like, I like them both. It's just in terms, I, I hate having to do the comparison. If this was the first year we were having this show, I would be saying like, oh my gosh, you cannot miss this. But it is just knowing, knowing what we had in 2019, that a lot of, a lot of that clicked with me a little bit more in the music. It, it's, you know, the comparison has to be drawn because it's the last thing you can bear to do. Just like back in the years when we would compare Bill and Ted to the previous years, just, just what you do. It's what you do. But that's our overall takes on Halloween Horror Nights 30. I know we're going to talk a lot about it through Halloween season, but that's just our take after the first weekend. And we will continue updating you more as we go along with our full thoughts on it. Uh, Universal, if you're watching or listening to this, thank you so much for having us out so we can experience the event. And we will see you more and more as as we get closer to halloween but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the dis unplugged universal edition uh remember uh if you enjoyed this show and you're watching on youtube please hit the thumbs up subscribe to the channel and make sure you're leaving comments questions and video suggestions in the comment section and if you're listening to the dis unplugged universal edition please make sure that you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts and that you are leaving us five star ratings and reviews if you enjoy the show on apple podcasts and also, if you want to support us further, please consider booking your next vacation to Universal Orlando and Halloween Horror Nights through Dreams Unlimited Travel. So get that free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's it for us this week. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next week with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Bye.